0: Welcome to Freedom Now Travel Express Yourself, where we explore experiencing freedom and passion through different kinds of travel with people from all over the world. This season, we're talking about experiencing freedom through government work travel, military travel, and other types of interesting jobs. So in upcoming episodes, we hear from different guests about how traveling for the government, military, and other work can actually be a source of experiencing freedom through travel. In this episode, I caught up with Corita Cooper, a military veteran from Jackson, Mississippi. She spent 20 years in the army and is now a travel agent under the handle Travels with Coco. Venturing out of Mississippi for the military promoted many firsts for Corita. Her first time on a plane, her first time driving a military vehicle and the snow in particular, and her first child. And that's just to name a few. There are many, many more. In this episode, Karita shares stories of how her career allowed her freedom through travel, gave her connections with people across language barriers, and the discovery of her favorite cuisines. Because of course, the authentic way is the best way. How do you get authentic? You gotta go to where it's made. From Germany to Austria to Italy to Spain and many, many more, Karita shares how she made a habit to travel on her own outside of her military travels listen as contrary to what her drill sergeant told her in the beginning Corita can actually have it her way through travel this is your host Antonio Goodwin and you're listening to freedom now travel express yourself get ready for takeoff buckle up here we go Welcome, welcome, welcome. So excited to get a chance to talk with Miss Karita Cooper. It's been a few years. She is a traveler and an amazing person that I got to know on a brief trip, but what an impact she had on my life. So I'm really thrilled to be able to sit here and talk with Karita Cooper in this season four about military government positions and travel. So Karita, tell us a little bit about yourself or introduce yourself.
1: Hi. Okay. How are you doing?
0: (laughs) It's good to see you
1: again. again. It has been a while. To give a little bit about myself, hi. My name is Corita Cooper. I'm a military veteran. I served in the military for 20 years and two months and two days, (laughs) (laughs) down to the days. I joined the military when I was 17. I am from Jackson, Mississippi. It was a way for me to get away and explore something different than what I was living in, how I was living. So I joined the military, got a chance to travel all over the world. I also have two daughters, soon to be 34 and 30 (laughs) this year. So it afforded me a great way of life. It's something that I don't regret, regardless of the many things that we hear today about it. It's just something that that I love. But I now I retired from the military after 20 years and I retired from my last duty station, which was Virginia. So I'm in Chesterfield, Virginia. And from the military, I began working as a contractor for the military. And now I am a government employee with working for the military.
0: Isn't that something? So you're out, but not
1: out. I'm out, but not out. It feels (laughs) as if I never retired. Wow,
0: (laughs) there has to be quite a difference between being a soldier and being a civilian. Or is it? There? It
1: is. It, it is. The difference is, I'm, I am not waking up and running in various types of weather, regardless if I want to or not. I am not wondering what the weather is like outside and should I wear shorts. You know, will we be in shorts or or pants? And so, there's a difference. Not much, but but there is a difference. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, is
0: that revely? Having to get up early at dawn yes, or and something. The, and
1: the retreat to let you know the end of the day, the end of the duty day, yes.
0: So I'm, I'm fascinated by it. Never have I considered, you know, the game, mm-hmm. never have I ever, never have I ever considered going to <laughs> the military. But I'm right. fascinated because it does, there is the sense, of, when you said it, you're 17 and you wanted to explore.
1: Yes. And you found the military. What branch? I was in the Army. I planned to Joined the Air Force. I had an uncle that was in the Air Force, so that's who I saw. He went away from home, and he took my aunt away from me, and they were traveling. And so I'm going to do the same thing. I had opportunities to go to college, but we didn't have money, really, to be honest with you. We didn't. The the small amounts that I received for scholarships wasn't enough to pay for tuition, and most of them were for out of state because I applied for most things out of state because I wanted to leave. My mother was like, no. (laughs) <laughs> no, I don't want you. She wasn't ready for me to leave. I was first born. She had me young. So we were really close. No, that was not happening with her. So I took the test. Like I said, I was going to the Air Force and my classmate, she was going with me. Our parents worked together. So we were going to go and join the Air Force. And as we were preparing to go into the door, the recruiter stopped us for the Army and started talking to us. And before we knew it, we were joining the army. Are you serious? That is yes. The and air we force so, yeah.
0: was robbed.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh we my were <laughs> Yes, yeah, so we I, I didn't get into the Air Force. I ended up going to joining the army and we joined on the, the buddy system and we were never really together. <laughs> but we joined the army on the buddy system. And but it was the best thing she got out after eight years. I stayed.
0: And you say, so just to be clear, so the buddy system is something that you and your friend decided to do, or is there something really like the buddy system?
1: Well, because there is something, there is a program to join it's called the buddy system. That is when you and another friend of yours, a cousin of whomever, you join the army on at the same time, you normally would select the same job and you go to the same basic training and you go to this your same job training you may or may not get selected for the first duty station together. So those are the guarantees, at least for basic training and job training, that you will be together. Well we we were in the same location. <laughs> we were in the same state. We were in because we did not have the same job. We were both logistics, but we were not in the same job.
0: So did, did you stay in Mississippi or did you go no
1: else? I I left I I left I joined the army in March of 88. Don't tell my age. So, I joined the Army in March of 88, and and I didn't leave for basic training until July 6th of, of 88. So, and I left there and went to my first duty station, which was basic training, was Fort Jackson, South Carolina. This is my first time getting on a plane ever in my life. So, funny story, just to interject here. My mother sent me away with the largest samples you could buy. Toothpaste, I had the largest Thing of, of aim, the aim was the thing back then. The largest size of scope that you could buy, and everything was super sized back then. I mean, big, big things of soap, you know, there was no, wasn't body wash, it was, you know, bars the of bar. soap. Yes. And she sent me with <laughs> a bag of plums because plums were my favorite. And my grandmother fried me some chicken.
0: But come with it. Now, family's going to take care of you. Of course. We wanted
1: to make sure, because they didn't didn't understand anything about a layover or things like that. None of us did. So there was no money to give. We had vouchers. The military gives you vouchers. But at the time, we didn't understand all of that. So my mother wanted to make sure I was well fed. But I had to throw it all away when I got to basic training. You can't have outside food. So they really stocked you up. Your mom and grandmother,
0: like enough because the trip coming well, from... Well, it was,
1: yeah, it was only, it, it was only like a few, a couple of pieces of chicken. I was so nervous. I didn't eat anything. Oh my you know, gosh. I was just afraid, you know, to, to eat anything. I didn't know what was right and what was wrong. Mm. I think I, I, because I had the option that I had a voucher for McDonald's, I ate McDonald's, <laughs> you know? So I and when I got there that night, I opened my bag and I was like, oh, let me eat a plum. I was sitting on my bed. Worst mistake ever.
0: What um, happened?
1: I had to throw it away, and you know, they, because you, you opened that, it,
0: someone saw it.
1: But the drill sergeant saw it, and he uh, wanted to know if I thought I was in Hollywood. To <laughs> <you> know, <laughs>
0: welcome to basic training,
1: yes, that you know, is this Burger King? You can't have this your way, and yeah, things like that. Oh, but wow. he conditioned me. It was it's basic training is made to condition, so it was it conditioned me, and from there I went to here where I'm presently located. I went to Fort Lee, Virginia, for my job training.
0: Job, oh, and so almost a full circle. You, you leave it Jackson, mm-hmm. go to Fort Jackson in Columbia, yes. South Carolina.
1: Yes. Travel the world and in back to back where you. Virginia. Yes, where I did my job, received my job training. And my battle buddy is here as well. My high school classmate and battle buddy. Not the one you joined with. The army with. Are you yes. serious? Yes, we are Sorry. here together.
0: In effect, the buddy system worked-ish, yes. right? <laughs> yes.
1: yes, we were in high school all together. Our parents worked together. We were the best of friends in high school. And now we're back here. Just had dinner last night together.
0: Okay, so now is was it serendipity? Did it just happen? Or did you all talk this through to make No,
1: we did not. She lived in Fort Bragg, North Carolina. So she was only three hours away. When I got here, I retired. Before I retired, I went down to see her, to let her know I was here. Hey, you're, I'm so close. I'm coming to you. You know, but we ran into each other along the way when I was stationed in Italy. She was in Germany, and they drove over. They came over for a recreational trip, and I happened to run into her at a store
0: in Italy in during Italy. her recreational trip from Germany. Yes. And you yes. just happened. I just happened. At to... the same store at the same time.
1: Exactly. Yes. I, oh I was, goodness. I was coming out and she was going in and I looked at her and said, like, what are you doing here? Oh in the, my yeah. Gosh. Yes. So, and from that point, you know, she was here and then I went to recruiting school because I was a recruiter for the army, Fort Jackson, South Carolina. She was at Fort Jackson, South Carolina. So I stayed with her for, you know, a little bit while I was there. And then the last Stop, of course, was she was at Fort Bragg and I was here and now she's here. She said, Hey, I have a job opportunity up there. You know, I think I'm I may take it. I'll see if you know if I'm selected, I I'm thinking about it. You know, she asked me questions about here because it's different from home. It's not southern weather all the time. So she decided to to accept it and we're here.
0: Wow. Our parents
1: have come up. We've entertained our parents. It's yeah.
0: That's phenomenal. Yes. What a full yeah. circle moment. I love yeah. that. I call those serendipity moments. Well, in particular, that it's like the loom of life or the web of life. You pluck these strings and somehow yes. at the same point, you yes. cross paths without anticipating it.
1: Exactly. It was totally, it was a surprise. It was, even wow. people hear our story we, when we tell people that like, no way. Yeah. Yes. This is what yeah, happened. Clearly. Yes.
0: <laughs> oh, way. <laughs> All right. So you're exploring and you're having lots of firsts. First uh-huh. time on the plane. You're now yes. doing basic training. You're, this is yes. not Hollywood.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> you get, you
0: separate from your friend. Your duty station is in Virginia, which is where you uh-huh. are now, right? Uh-huh. This is where you learned your, your first job. job. Uh-huh. And then somehow you end up in Italy. Is that, Was that the next place?
1: No, the the next place was because I was a fueler. I'm logistics, so I drove fuel trucks. That was a portion of the job. If you were selected, then you were selected to go to a skill identifier to learn to drive the fuel trucks that, as you see, dropping fuel at the gas stations. So I had to go to Fort Dix, New Jersey, for that. My God, my first time—not my first time in being introduced to snow because. I, I lived in Chicago for a short period. But it was a different experience <laughs> for me to try to learn how to drive a vehicle and snow was on the ground. Oh wow. A military vehicle. And to learn how to drive a stick, a standard shift, manual. That was the Jeeps from Mesh. That's what we learned what you, to wow. drive. You know, that's that's how we learned to drive. So that was an experience. And and then from there, I had to get on a plane and travel for eight hours to Germany. It was my first duty station, my first official duty station, yes.
0: What were your thoughts? I mean, you just flown, well, not just, but you you got on the flight, which is not eight hours, from Jackson to Columbia, South yes. Carolina. Yes,
1: I was terrified, but there were friends that I was in school with, battle buddies, as we call them. Mm-hmm. They were battle buddies, and there were eight of us that flew to Germany together. So we, we were all on the same flight. So that kind of made it better. We, once we got there... We were separated after that though because you're at a reception station they receive you and then they give you your actual assignment within Germany and you go your separate ways.
0: So were you in the same town or literally you were No, all we were eight. all in
1: different cities. Yes, we were all in different places. Where did you end up? I ended up in Giebelstadt.
0: I don't Germany, know Giebelstadt. Which
1: is it is about 20 minutes away from Kitzingen.
0: Kitzken. Okay. So, yes. uh, you know what? I don't um, know. Giebelstadt or Kitzken? again
1: <laughs> Frankfurt. Yeah, we flew. So we fly into Frankfurt. Okay. <laughs> it's a few hours from Frankfurt. Yes, okay. it's about four hours from Frankfurt. Yeah.
0: What did you do while there in terms of the local cultural the, exchanges, if any?
1: It was a culture shock to me, this country girl from Mississippi. It was different. It was a learning experience for me because at that time, I was pregnant and did not know I was pregnant. So I flew to Germany pregnant, not knowing. Oh wow. So I am not and not me not knowing that I'm pregnant because I have I didn't have any indications that to me that I thought of that that was pregnant. I thought, oh, I'm tired because we're working so much, you know, I'm sore because we're doing a lot of push-ups, you know, I didn't have any sickness. So nothing was in everything else that a woman would normally have. It was tied to stress, the stress of joining the military. So this is totally not even really in my mind at all. But my first introduction to German food, I did not like it because the smell. I was like, that pizza is nasty. I don't like it. Oh, the smell. How can you guys eat this? But I'm not knowing the whole time that I was pregnant. I delivered my daughter. That was a whole different experience to be 18 and pregnant in a different country with no one there with So you. all of this is under a year? All of this is under a year. Yes. I went home from Fort Jackson for Christmas and came back pregnant and didn't know it. (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) And so now I'm driving, you know, I'm I'm flying to Germany. It was cold. I'm fainting. I don't realize why I'm fainting. You know, my supervisors are saying, well, you're just trying to get acclimated. But I'm fainting. Why am I fainting? It's cold. I'm hot. (laughs) You know, so none of this, it added up. But I, I met, I met, Some people, after I had my daughter, it was a struggle because I was 18. I was alone. Didn't save any money because this is my first real paycheck of money. So I have to now live off the installation. And I have four months to do it, to get a car and find somewhere to live. So I ended up living upstairs in a German family's home. They have like an apartment within their home. And the sweetest Germans that I've ever met, so they they kind of took me under their wing. Wow. And that was a beautiful experience. She collected windmills and she would talk to me about windmills. Her English was pretty good. My German, not so good, even though we had to take a mandatory class for two weeks. But then she would keep my daughter for me and she would teach my daughter German. My daughter was born five weeks premature, so she would feed her you know, cream to get her, her weight up. She would give her these different things. So it was a lovely experience. I didn't get to travel much, but I did get to travel. And my first most memorable trip was going to Austria because I love the sound of music. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) So I was in Salzburg and everything about it was beautiful. The castle, the ride over, everything. I I went to Paris. I was there when the wall came down for Berlin. So I had a piece
0: of the wall. Oh my gosh. Did you go to Berlin when that was happening?
1: I I did. I did, and get, got a piece of the wall. It was taken, but <laughs> I got a piece of the wall. Someone stole it from me. It was, it was stolen, but oh. I got a piece of the wall, but it was still memorable. It was mm-hmm. just, it was something different. And, and that, that was my tour. That was my, my tour there. We'll
0: pause here for a brief message brought to you by The Interpreted Life, LLC, committed to creating a world where everyone thrives using life design and intentional living. Maybe you or someone you know is figuring out life's next moves while in the midst of a change that you want to make or that you have to make. We coach people through that process by helping them live better, fuller, more extraordinary lives through sustained moment-by-moment thriving. The Interpreted Life, creating a life you love and living that life with passion. For more information, go to www.theinterpretedlife.com. Yeah, Yeah, that's some travel, though. So you're in Salzburg. I have Mm -hmm. an episode, actually. Let's see. I don't remember which which episode is in season three. Mm -hmm. And Travelista, that's what she goes by. Linda, if I'm remembering correctly, she's out of Australia. Mm -hmm. But she tells us about Salzburg. And, you know, I have to ask you, did you go to the hillside?
1: (laughs) Yes. And twirl
0: around.
1: In the hills? Yes. Yes, I I did. did.
0: Julie Andrews right. rendition of The Hills Are Alive. Yes. Did you record yes. it?
1: No. I Maybe mean, back then there was nothing to record Not really like recording. now. Yeah. You know, it was a beautiful experience though, because even if I look at the movie today, I was there. I was, there. I, was there. I was in the castle and I was there. Yes.
0: And you so just it's... connected. Yes. Yeah, that's that's amazing. All right. So I gotta get to Austria.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Because I, yes, I as a kid, did. I really loved the sound of music too. Yes. Right? This is great. Yes. And you're the second yes. person. All right. So you make it to Austria. You also get to Paris and you make it to Berlin yes. during the, the tearing down of the wall.
1: Yes. Oh and and that was that was the most excitement I had after I had my daughter. I was able to actually taste German food and like it.
0: <laughs> and like it. All right. Yeah,
1: I liked it. So it was a great experience. I, I love German food.
0: Yes. I, I love that you had a family there to assist and, and be a support. Yes. Family. You know, it was not. Because it, was, it
1: was very stressful for an 18 year old in a totally different country with no family there. So, yes, it was it taught me a lot. Believe me, you grow mm-hmm. up, you put your big girl, you know, britches on and you do what you have to do. But I didn't want to throw away that opportunity because I was given the opportunity to leave the military. And I was like, no, I came because our family was already struggling as well. And my reason was to explore. And do something different and, and explore the world. And there was no way I saw myself going back home with a child and saying, Okay, mom, I have a child. I have no job. I have nothing. So that wasn't my mentality. That wasn't the way I thought. So I said, Well, it's my bed. I made it. Let me do what I have to do. Yeah. That's so,
0: phenomenal. That's yeah, phenomenal. It worked out. Yeah. And I'm sure your daughter. Well, I don't know any remnants of the ability to speak German. I don't know she, how long she was she there for. She spoke it
1: for once. I returned to the U.S. She spoke it for months later, and I would have to call my landlord because I didn't understand. And she had a babysitter outside of the, Her babysitter was German as well. She was married to a US soldier. And so she spoke to her in German and her kids spoke to her in German. I had no idea what my child would say. She wouldn't speak anything in English. She just spoke German. So and she was always fascinated about getting back there to see where she was born. And we we made that trip.
0: Okay. So since you're talking about it, can you share mm-hmm. some of that? How that was? So we made the how trip.
1: It? We made the, she was younger. So once I left Germany and I left there and I came back to the U.S. and I was in Georgia. So I traveled a few states, but then I leave Georgia and now I'm going to Italy. So I am stationed now in Italy, in Italy. So we were there and I had to go to Germany for a medical appointment. And while we were there, we just took the time and we explored. Yes, we, we went to like? we went there and she was like, I was this is where I live. Yes, this is where you live. This is where you were born. I met my daughter. I have two daughters. Like I said, my youngest one is in the military and she just returned from Germany a couple of years ago. And she said, you know, I'm gonna go and see if I can get another copy of your birth certificate. Because my daughter was born in a German hospital. So she had dual citizenship. So my daughter was able to go and get a copy of her birth certificate. And she just thought that was, I have it, I have that, But she wanted one, I guess, of her (laughs) own to have. (laughs) So she was able to go get a copy of her German birth certificate. She wanted her own copy.
0: So does the dual citizenship expire? Like, is there something assertive you have to do? At
1: the age of 18, they told her that she needed to select which one. I tried to get her to select Germany because at that time she was able to go to school for free. You know, Ah, you can can continue your education for for free. You got to put in some hours. And she was used to the hours because we were in Italy. And she went to school and they work. The kids go to school. They're still doing homework at seven o'clock at night. So she was used to that. And they go to school on, on Saturdays. The U.S. kids didn't, but the Italians did. So she was used to it. But she opted to pick the U.S. citizenship.
0: U.S. citizenship. Yeah. Ah, so, they, and there was no way to hold both of those. They,
1: they... And There possibly was, but she was just so focused on at the time. You know, you're young, you're 18. All I can see is what's right here in front of me, not what's ahead of me. Right. So, and I couldn't talk her into it. So I, I just left it alone.
0: Uh, yes. So now is she, she's not in the military.
1: She is not. She lives in Mississippi. She's a Mississippian for life. <laughs> Isn't that something? Yes. How that happened. She, because of me and my ex-husband, because we, my ex-husband was military, we deployed a lot. And my mother was my backbone to keep my children when we deployed. So my last deployment, when I got here, I deployed. I did a, a deployment once I re- made it to Virginia. The kids were there with my mother. Since we had to go to recruiting school, we went to recruiting school they stayed with her. We deployed a lot, you know, just doing minor deployments. they would stay with her. So when I got here and I had to deploy, I was divorced by then. And my ex-husband was still a recruiter. It is hard to recruit and care for your children, you know, properly back then. And my mother kept them for me. And my daughter decided, well, she's graduated from high school and she decided to go to college there. So she went to historical HBCU, Jackson State University, because that is the family alumni so she she went there and she decided to stay when i came to virginia i said okay are you moving here with me and your sister and she says yes i'm gonna go and we researched schools and two weeks later she said no i think i'm gonna stay i've i've been in in 13 different schools and i just want to do one school for once i just want to stay at one and, and complete my degree just because she changed from elementary school and then middle school, she wasn't in the same high school. She didn't get to complete stay in the same school and graduate from the same school. So she wanted to just start and finish in the same school for for something. So she graduated from Jackson State twice. Jackson State. <laughs> so yes,
0: <laughs> bye So master's yes, degree. Yes, yes. So she's legacy and yes, and she's a postgraduate. Postgraduate degree. Yes. Yeah, this is yes. good stuff.
1: She continues the 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 alumni. For the family. Yes.
0: You know, I'm fascinated in that she, she's born in Germany
1: uh-huh. and
0: traveled all over the place. And yet, you know, from your roots, because because of your mother, I'm sure. Yes. Yes. She chose that as home base.
1: Yes. It's, she chose that as home base. Yeah. She chose that my second daughter was born in Kansas. So she does not recognize that at all. So, so where is she? She's in she's now at, at Fort Hood, Texas. She's stationed aboard today. Okay. Yes, but Italy. When we were in Italy, we traveled a lot. We than they did through my job and with fam- the family travels. We were in Germany. We were all over Italy. We were only forty five minutes from Verona, forty five minutes from Vicenza, so four hours from Rome. You know, three hours from peace. We we were we were all over. You know, we went to Sicily. My oldest was very engrossed in in Roman culture, Italian culture. So. She wanted museums, museums, museums. you know, she went to Verona. She wanted Leonardo da Vinci. This is her thing. And Florence, you know, everywhere, this was her. This was Mm -hmm. her country more so than anything. There, I got to travel to Spain. From there, Greece, Turkey, Poland, Norway. (laughs) Oh, Norway.
0: (laughs) Yeah, talk about (laughs) Norway.
1: Didn't do much. It was snowed too much to do anything. So you're there in the winter. Very much so, yes. Yes. So any opportunity I got to travel with the military and then explore on my own, that's, you know, I enjoyed it. I made it. I had it to get out and do so.
0: When you had the opportunity to travel with work and still
1: mm-hmm.
0: get get some time on your own, how did you make that happen? Like, what what's a, a time where you really had an, an amazing time, you would say, just by I spending had, time on your own?
1: I had a mission, although I was in Italy, stationed in Vicenza, I had a mission in Pisa. Okay, near near Pisa, and I was there. And after the mission was complete, which was long hours, they, they were very long hours. I had 82 aircraft I had to re, get refueled, and I was given a time frame of three days. That didn't happen. <laughs> we didn't we didn't make that mission. We had to extend it a little longer. We were working with some bad equipment. But afterwards, and I had other soldiers that I I'd had to participate, you know, to come on this mission. I requested. And they needed to be rewarded for it, for it working so hard and the things that we had to do to get, it was it was by the grace of God that things happened and, you know, and nothing bad happened with what we were working with. But it was an outlet. So we got to go to Pisa because a lot of them, they'd never seen the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Of course, mm-hmm. once you see it, you've seen it, but, <laughs> and to Rome, you know, they, they got a chance to do these things. After work, certain places you're given a a time frame of this is where you can go. These are the places you're not authorized to go and this is how long you can venture out. And then you have a time that you have to be back and, you know, you make sure you're back by that time.
0: Yeah. So you got a chance to really enjoy a lot of the spaces that you were working in, it sounds
1: like. I did. I enjoyed my overseas places. It was a great time. I don't regret any of it. I don't regret the military at all either. So it gave me an opportunity to learn different things, meet new people form friendships that are there for a lifetime. People can come through and you haven't seen them in years and that you feel comfortable letting them lay on your couch. Hmm. So it was a great experience. The travel, even in even in Iraq, you know, it, it my stay in, in Italy helped with my deployment to Iraq because I had coalition forces with me. And they were like, their colonels were like, well, until you came, no one ever really spoke to us. We were in the same room, but they didn't really associate with us. They didn't talk to us. We were just here to do a job and they leave. There to do a job, no no conversation. So I was like, well, I was in Italy, me trying to speak very bad Italian after being there for three years. (laughs) So, but I'd speak to them and they were just so happy that someone was at least speaking to them. So now they wanted to practice their English. They felt comfortable trying to practice English with me. And I would say one or two words in Italian every day, but that ended up being a good thing. This so is the Italian military? The, 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 yes, the Italian military was co-located with me ah. in, in Italy, inside of my workstation.
0: Mm-hmm. You were able to speak with them, but this is while you're on your mission to. This is Iraq, on the mission. They Iraq? were a
1: part of my mission. Yes, in Iraq. Mm-hmm. So yes, according to their commander, it made them feel more welcome. They didn't mind coming in to do the job. They would bring Italian food with them. <laughs> That's a plus. So you know, yes. So you you know, we would eat some Italian food some days. So I I loved it. Yeah.
0: Speaking of food, a specific place that you would say maybe two top two places for you that you would say the food was something that you really enjoyed or was one of your top pleasures in traveling?
1: I would say, of course, Italian. (laughs) Love it, love it, love it. And from my travels, post-military. Oh, authentic. I know it sounds cheesy, but authentic Mexican food because Mm. I was able to eat amongst the locals and not just what is there for the tourists. I was able to eat authentic. Well, if I could throw a third one in Cuba. Cuba, when I went to Cuba. So the, the Cuban food was good.
0: What in particular? Is there a particular dish there?
1: No, it was just food. It was because just... <laughs> it was they, they <laughs> so were just so happy that, you know, tourism kind of came back for the U.S. there. And they would sit and talk to you and invite you in. They would cook for you. This wasn't anything that you asked for. You know, they would sit there and they were preparing to eat and they would bring you something to eat. It was very nice. I know Cuba is Cuba no blinders on there. But the people will, at that time, they were warm and and friendly. I didn't experience anything bad there.
0: And this is all now post-military.
1: Post-military, yes. Post-military, it was hard to sit still. So it was because you're always on the go with the military. So once I retired It's like, I got to find something to do. You know, I need to find a trip. I'm just traveling from state to state, you know, going to visit friends. Because a lot of people, that's what you do. Once you get out of the military, you find where your battle buddies are and you you beeline to where they are. It, It could be three states over across the country. They need you, you go. Or you just want to go and visit if you haven't been already. So that was an experience. And if people need help, I like helping them. Sometimes I may be assertive and put my nose where I shouldn't. But if I see someone struggling, trying to do something, I want to be of service and to help them. So I became a travel agent. Been a travel agent since 2019.
0: Well, so how do people find you?
1: People can find me at TravelsWithCoco1 at gmail.com. My website, I have a website, but I'm still working on it. It's not it's not as fluid, but it's travels with coco. <laughs> travels with
0: Travelswithco.net. And then yes, you got-
1: travels with coco one at gmail.com and travels with coco on Facebook.
0: Travels with cocoa on Facebook. And then the website again is travels with cocoa. net. Okay. Uh-huh. That's awesome. So you're still traveling. That 17-year-old who said, I am not going to stay here. I'm actually wanting to explore, and I'm going to do that through the military. That seed of exploration still grows. It's still producing fruit in your post-military life.
1: It is. Even with my government job, they travel a lot. I opted to work on the side that does not travel. And they're in Korea multiple times a year. Hawaii. They go to Hawaii multiple times a year. They've gone to Japan. They've even gone back to Germany. I communicate with them once they go. I want to go. I've been asked to go. Mentally, I don't think that I will I would enjoy it because the hours are grueling to work. And when you get the time off, I want to explore, you know, and they'll get a full maybe day and a half, maybe two days off completely. But by the time you get off work, you're too tired to kind of explore and do anything after work, you know, so working 12 hours, they work 12 hours there. It's about 14 by the time you get off and get situated. So I opted to just travel on my own.
0: For <laughs> As long as you want or whenever you want without yes, having yes. that other stuff. No, that makes yes, a lot of sense. Yes. So Karita, it's been a pleasure. What words of advice or piece of wisdom would you like to leave the listeners with?
1: live your life on your own accord. Military, if people are saying don't do it, you have to do what's good for you. After military, any other thing, I say live life to the fullest. Live life. Just live life in general. Don't be afraid to live life. Love every day and live unapologetically.
0: Mm, That's good. That's good. Live life to the fullest. Love every day and live life unapologetically. Yes. Yeah. Come on, Travels with Coco. That's some snapping (laughs) right there. Thank you so much for coming and and being a podcast guest and for sharing your wisdom and your life.
1: Thank you. Thank you for inviting me.
0: You've been listening to Freedom Now Travel Express Yourself. Special thanks to Corita for sharing her desire to explore the world outside of Jackson, Mississippi, and how that led to a flourishing military career filled with travel and new experiences. Her daughters and the success of the buddy system. Remember that serendipitous moment where she and her best friend bumped into each other in Italy and other places? These two things prove that travel is not a complete disconnection from home, but actually a way to find home and freedom through travel. Corita shared that with travel, she's lived out the dreams of many who want to go to Salzburg and in the footsteps of Julie Andrews, twirl in the hills and sing, the hills are alive (laughs) with the sound of music. And moreover, she talked about her unique experience in witnessing the fall of the Berlin Wall, even owning a piece of it, at least for a short time. She tells travelers, live life on your own accord, live unapologetically and love every day. And of course, Corita had much luck with that philosophy between her host family in Germany while she was taking care of her newborn and her Italian co-workers in Iraq. It was a real joy talking with Corita and hearing about her life's adventures. This episode was produced by Antonio Goodwin, your host, and Jonathan Murphy. Research and project support provided by Research Dynamo, Dr. Katrina Murphy. And thanks to our writer in residence, Nyla Guilford. Be sure to subscribe, find us on any platform where you play your podcasts, or just Google Freedom Now Travel Podcast. And definitely leave us a review if you like what you hear, and I hope you do. And by all means, share all of this freedom and passion that you experience in this podcast with other people you know. They too, like you, want to be inspired. Look forward to being with you the next time. Ciao for now.